What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. If you're ready to unleash your marketing potential and crush your small business goals, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Miranda Rodriguez. Over the past four and a half years, I've helped hundreds of small business owners achieve big dreams with small strategic marketing steps. When I say big dreams, I'm talking quitting that part-time job, five times in your income, or opening your first brick and mortar. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to market your business with laugh out loud personal stories, real life client examples, and the occasional F-bomb. Because let's be honest, Marketing your small business is so much more than just a marketing problem. Grab your earbuds and let me show you how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. Thank you so much for being here. All right. (laughs) We're going to make sure we save this episode. Um, You may or may not have seen, but um, I think it was last week I went to go post, we went to edit the episode and share it. And I realized that I had deleted it. So we're going to do a little modified version of the episode that I deleted. I think I deleted. I'm having a hard time like fully believing that I deleted it, but I think I did. Um, I had to clear off my computer. And I think when I was doing that in my haste, I deleted the most recent episode, but you still got a good episode last week. So um, here's what we're going to talk about. Well, now it'll be a couple weeks ago. So I'm going to do a modified version of that, which is marketing ideas that are not a snooze fest. I did also share this on my social media, so I'm not going to go fully in depth because if you are interested in that or you want to take notes or ideas from that, you can check out my Instagram page. It's a carousel post um, and you can check out the ideas posted there. But then I also wanted to share with you more importantly, in real time, three marketing things I did this week that are not social media related. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I I personally have been feeling burnt out on social media. Um, sometimes I feel like uh, I get overwhelmed with thinking I need to keep up with it feels like keeping up with the Joneses on social, right? Like there are people in every industry who are, maybe a little more polished or maybe um, a little more experienced with social media creation, content creation, or they just feel more comfortable in front of the camera or they've really honed in on their delivery and their messaging um, and their their selling and their sales funnel. So like how they're moving their client along or they're just like super tapped into their clientele. And so this can, if you feel like you have to keep up with the best of your industry when it comes to social media marketing, it can feel very overwhelming and it can feel very discouraging because it's like, well, if they're already doing it and they're so good at it, why would I keep doing it? And then I know I know, I know we hear all the time because the world needs your unique voice. Uh, but it's true. The world does need your voice, your magic, your approach to doing things. So I know as a marketer and a business professional that I have a very casual, relaxed approach to business. Um, sometimes not so much in my personal life, if you can believe it. I'm actually kind of a control freak and very type A, but when it comes to my delivery of marketing content, I tend to be more casual and more relaxed. And sometimes this means I can get in my head about that and and make it mean that I am not as well-versed on marketing or business as some of the other 
I'm going to use quotations here, air quotes, professionals in the industry. And that is simply not true. Just because our deliveries are different doesn't mean that our knowledge is necessarily different. Now, our experience is certainly going to be different. And what we bring to the table and our approach is definitely going to be different. And this is why different clients will be attracted to different marketing professionals or small business coaches. So what I'm going to talk about today first are the three marketing actions that I took this week that aren't social media related just because personally, because of all those things, I'm feeling a little burnt out on social. Now you will see me showing up on social more, um, especially and just because of the, the content I'm creating for this podcast. And I find that when I create content for the, it's easiest for me to create content for the podcast first because I'm naturally an orator. I'm a very comfortable oral communicator. And so I like to talk out my ideas before I write them out. I like to chat it out with a friend or a business coach or come here and discuss it with you or get in my stories and talk about the idea there. And these are all great places to test ideas. And then you'll find that Usually, once a podcast comes out, I'll create a reel about it or I'll send an email about it. So you'll notice in my content that I'm always recycling content, either upcycling or downcycling. Is that a thing? One way or the other, right? So if I'm creating a podcast, then you're going to see a reel or some so social media content from that and probably an email. If I start with a reel because I just have something that I want to get out there right away, my reels are all done in real time. Um, and I find the most inspiration after client meetings or at the end of a, a good meeting day um, with client interactions or after a good chat with a friend in the industry. I'm like, oh, this would be so great to share. Or sometimes that person will be like, you should share this. This is what you should talk about this week, you know, like exactly what you're telling me. And so, um, then you'll, I create the reel and then maybe you'll see an email and then maybe later a podcast. So there's really no particular order to these things. Um, but it's just the, the flow of doing business. And so I wanted to touch on that real quick. If you're feeling overwhelmed with content creation, that is how I approach my content creation. So make the most of the content you're putting out there. Now, if you follow other people in the industry, and by that, I mean like the Jenna Kutchers of the world or the Amy Porterfields of the world, people who have really achieved, I don't want to say fame, but high, high levels of success within their online marketing businesses, you will start to notice that they repeat different versions or similar versions of the same message over and over and over again. And that's because they have come to find that that message really resonates with their audience. And so they continue to refine it, to tweak it, to say it differently, because no matter how they deliver it, it still resonates. It still hits home. And so you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time it comes to creating content for your business, but you do have to experiment with a quite a few different types of content, different messages in different ways to see what sticks, okay? And then once you find what sticks, then you just refine it and you tweak it and you work with it um, over and over again. And then this is where you can kind of maybe get a little bored with content or 
uninspired <laughs> at that point with what you're creating. Um, and then you can decide whether or not it's time to mix it up and how that uh, sits with your audience. Okay. So three things, three, I keep saying this and then I don't talk about it, but three marketing actions I took this week that aren't social media. So number one, I tapped into my alumni network. So now um, this will be the same for everyone. Obviously, we all have different journeys, but I went to a college of business at a state university and I that and that college of business has a very robust alumni network. They are very active, they are very large. It was a large university that I attended. And, and if you're curious, I went to the University of Illinois, um, Gies College of Business. And I have realized, the older I get, how uninvolved I have remained with my college and how that could be beneficial, especially as an entrepreneur, to tap into that network. And so um, I am on the email list. I received an email from the network and the College of Business was looking for real-world client case studies. So they have 125 client projects that students in their business programs are working on. So for these students, a lot of times this is the first time they're putting their business, not necessarily marketing specific, but some of it is marketing. I think they said about half of the projects are marketing-based. Um, this is the first time they're putting their business education to the test with real businesses. And so I had received this and then I was working with a client and he actually seemed like a good fit for, for the call. So I said, Hey, Ben, you should check this out. Um, maybe, maybe you consider applying. So as a small business, you can apply, state the business needs that you have or where you feel you need help. And then if they accept your application, they match you with a student team to work on your business for the semester. And this becomes the student's project and the small business benefits because they get the help and it's for free. And so it's a win-win for everyone. So come to find out, Ben is also uh, an alum of U of I. So he applied and he got accepted to the program. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> like I didn't know this program existed. And the fact that my client is now participating in this program and we get to like experience this together in real time and it's benefiting the college of business that I went to. This is amazing. And so I asked Ben to share the contact information for the program once he'd been accepted. Um, so I got a hold of the email for the program and I just sent an introductory email. I said, Hey, my name is Miranda Rodriguez. I graduated from the college of business in 2010 this is what I'm doing. This is the degree I received. Here's what I've been doing since I left college. Um, are you ever looking for support on these projects? Like support for the students on these projects. I have experience with small businesses, blah, 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 blah. Real, just introductory, like here's who I am. How can I help you? I love what you're doing. Well, I, actually that's reverse order. I love what you're doing. Here's, here's who I am. Here's how I'd love to help. Are you interested? Um, and they replied that day and 
the woman who replied, she was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, our students receive tons of support within the program from fac faculty and the businesses that they're working with, but it would be even better if they had support from alum on these projects as they're working with businesses for the first time applying their education. And so um, she asked me some more questions and I followed up with that information today. And I'm not sure where this will lead. Is this a money-making activity? No, probably not. But is it a way for me to get involved in my alumni network, to give back to the college that I went to, and to flex my expertise, right? To share all of this experience that I have acquired in the past 13 years since I graduated college with the business, the, the students who are in a position where I was, you know, 13 years ago, 14 years ago. Um, and so I just think it checks a lot of boxes for me. And it's a great, so from a marketing perspective, it's visibility. It is a great way to get in front of so many more people because my alumni network is so big and so active. And now not only am I getting like tapped into the network, but I'm also making myself a valuable resource for the College of Business specifically. So I'm getting in front of those faculty members. And so who knows where this could lead? Maybe speaking engagements at the college or in the classrooms, maybe um, a presentation with client case studies. Maybe I submit my business for a project, right? So there are so many opportunities here. Um, and I'm not particularly attached to any of them because the desire to work with these students and to support them in any way is the end game for me. I just want to provide support. I think the program is so freaking cool that they're getting real world experience before they get out of college. And with that, then they're providing their expertise and their experiences to businesses who may not otherwise be able to afford it or pay for it, depending on what it is, right? Um, and so it's just a, so cool. So that's one, one thing I did this week that is not social media related, but is definitely a marketing action item, and it checks the visibility marketing box. All right, number two. I was on Instagram um, last week, I think it was, and I was just kind of like, I clean out my followers here and there, and I came across a local marketing agency. And when I mean local, they're like 20 minutes from me. And I was like, how have I never checked this page out before? So I'm looking at the agency. I visit their website. I'm like, holy shit, this is a, a woman-run agency. It's a team of like three or four, I think. They have a local office 20 minutes from me. And they do beautiful, beautiful work. So they're a um, full-scale like creative web design agency. They do websites. They do marketing collateral. So business cards, flyers, menus, that whole thing. Um, and they work on the branding piece. So like creating a cohesive visual brand for you. Um, and then what they don't do is exactly what I do, which is the, the strategy, the, the coaching, the consulting and the planning. So, um, ideally I think you would meet with me first and then I would recommend you to them once we had a clear vision for your brand and a strategy and goals in place that we wanted to achieve with your website or your social media presence or some of these um, other on and offline marketing 
materials, I'll call them. So I sent them a voice note, right? So I checked out their page. I checked out their website. I'm like, amazing. These, I have to meet these people. I have to introduce myself. Um, and they're in the same industry as me. So could I consider them a competitor? Maybe, but they're not doing what I'm doing. And that was confirmed yesterday when we had our in-person coffee chat. So I sent him a voice note. I introduced myself. I was like, I would love to meet you um, in person if we can make that work. Otherwise, a, a virtual coffee chat would be great. They replied right away. We're like, oh my gosh, cool. It's so nice to meet you. Um, we didn't know about you either. Let's set it up. So we scheduled uh, an in-person coffee chat for yesterday. Well, my yesterday, this will be a week prior now. Um, and I went to their offices. And so I got to go to their offices. And it was just so nice to meet with them. We all really hit it off. We were able to share client stories, come to find out we've actually worked with some of the cl same clients. Um, so we had some great connection points. And then we were both able to share the type of clients that we work with, which are totally aligned. We work with a similar client base, but the type of work we do is so very different. And so um, we were able to talk about like how I serve my clients, how they serve their clients, and then how that would work together, like in a business relationship. And at what point I'd be referring clients to them or they'd be referring clients to me. Um, and then we were able to share business cards. We'll be sending each other um, like brief outlines of our pricing and who's a good fit for what kind of service that we have. Uh, and now we have trusted referral sources, right? And we're both local, which is really cool. But both of our businesses are also online. And so we both work with clients all over the country and the world sometimes, um, which is very cool to have had international clients. And so anyway, so that was something else I did. I scheduled a, a local coffee chat, an in-person coffee chat with a local business who is in my industry. And now we've become referral partners. And so that, you know, it took me a few minutes, like I stumbled upon it on Instagram. It was such an organic, genuine connection. I was very excited, like genuinely excited to have that connection with them. Um, and then for them to be just as excited and then to meet and for that connection to really be as like deep and genuine, as aligned as I thought it might be, was just the the icing on the cake. And so it was fun. After that meeting, I was feeling like super inspired, super lit up and like super confident in how I serve my clients. Um, and because they understand, like we were able to speak the same language, they totally get what I do and why I do it and why it's beneficial to my clients. And so, and, and for me, the same for them, right? Um, I understand what they do, why it's so important and how they serve their clients in such a great way. Um, so that was number two. So a coffee chat with a local marketing agency. And then number three, I signed up. Um, I joined a virtual networking group. So again, this was something that was born out of a coffee chat. I had reached out to another local professional just to have a coffee chat. Um, I've been seeing her pop up in quite a few places. This is a month or two ago now. Um, and yeah, maybe two months ago. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, um, she was like, oh, you should meet so-and-so. And so she put me in touch with this person. She, um, I had a coffee chat with this woman, this other woman, Joy is her name. And on the call, 
I come to find out, well, and this is why I had been put in touch with her, actually. She runs a very large online networking group. And what's so cool about this networking group is that they are divided, the group itself gets divided into um, industries. And so if I am a professional and I talk about marketing and building your small business marketing, I could give a presentation to maybe the lawyers and the real estate agents of the group and talk about how to grow their marketing or different ways for marketing their business, right? And so there was a presentation option, which was really beneficial. But then there's also the networking option, which is also beneficial. And then in addition to that, she was like, oh, by the way, my sister runs a marketing agency. And I think you two should really meet um, because she doesn't have anyone doing what you're doing as part of her agency. And it could be really beneficial. So, you know, so that was number three. Um signing up for a virtual networking event. So I signed up for it. I was also invited to attend and sponsor a golf tournament that's happening locally. You know, so you never know where these conversations are going to lead. And then number four, as a bonus for you, I then created content just by talking about what I'm already doing. So I've created this podcast. From this podcast, I'll also create a reel. And then I'll also write an email with these suggestions. And all I'm doing is documenting the process that I went through this week to market my business and to get my business in front of new and more people that weren't on social media. The people aren't on social, well, I'm sure the people are on social media, but my actions were not taken on social media. But now, as a result of documenting this process and sharing it with you here on the podcast, I will be able to take it to social media and I'll be able to talk about it there. And so this is just a reminder that not all marketing happens on social media. And there's so much more to marketing your, marketing your business outside of social media. And if you feel like you go on social media and you're screaming into a cave and you don't know who's listening, can anybody hear you, right? But you feel like your, your voice is echoing around the cave, then take your business offline. Okay, so that leads me to a little bonus part of this episode for you because I think this is what got deleted. So let me share some marketing ideas with you that aren't a snooze fest. And I'm just going to go through these really quickly. Um, so number one, customer service. So there is no better form of marketing than word of mouth marketing, and you cannot pay for that. So take the best care of your customers, make them feel seen, heard, and understood, and you can bet that they'll be telling your friends about you. So that is how you get people to talk about you. You get them results. You deliver on what you promise them. You over deliver. You make like you knock it out of the park, and they think, "Oh my gosh!" Like. I literally have told people I was blown away when I worked with you. And and so that's the feeling you want them to have, right? Like you want them, or maybe not blown away, maybe they're, it depends on if you're, what type of product or service you offer. Um, and that's something to consider too. What is the emotional takeaway that you want your client to have after every interaction? And keeping in mind that customer service isn't just a one-on-one -on -one interaction with a customer. Customer service is how you take care of them through the entire customer life cycle. So from when they find out about you, possibly on social media, maybe you were a guest on a podcast, maybe they interacted with you at a pop-up market um, or some sort of market, all the way from that initial interaction to the close of the sale 
and the follow-up. Are you sending a survey? Are you sending a thank you note? Are you sending an email redirecting them to you know, 10% off your website because of their first purchase or something like that, right? So how are you keeping them in the sales cycle even after they've bought from you? And how are you nurturing them throughout the entire cycle? And what is your customer life cycle? Okay, that could be a whole podcast in and of itself. But thinking through how long does it take someone to buy from you from when they first meet you all the way through that final purchase and then a follow-up or a second purchase, okay? All right, number two, pull back the curtain. So that's exactly what I did in today's episode. I pulled back the curtain on what I'm doing in my business because I know that those actions, those ideas may also help you and inspire you in your business. So do you know what people love? They love seeing something that feels like they shouldn't have. Like they're getting a little sneaky peek, like let them in, take them behind the scenes, show your audience your creation process, give them a sneak peek of what's to come, and then just really take them with you on a day-to-day. Like that's a super fun thing to do, especially for my product-based business owners, especially for my business owners that are on the go. Um, Like I could have taken a real yesterday of going to meet this local marketing agency. I was running late, so I didn't think about it. But, um, you know, like don't underestimate or devalue the day-to-day activities in your business. Don't take those little things for granted because not everyone is doing it the way you're doing it. And people are curious. They want to see it. Number three, go offline. Exactly what I did this week too. Well, I went off social media, but not offline technically. So for my product-based business owners, of course, you'll be like, duh, it's market season. We're offline and selling in person all the time. But for everyone else, take a cue. If you're bored with social media, tired of trying to connect virtually, then take your business offline. Go meet your people face-to-face in real life. Host a pop-up, teach a workshop, put together a meetup, have coffee chats, all of those things. And you will find that you come away with new opportunities, new ideas, new connections, new clients, new sales, right? So many new things can be born out of just one one one-on-one interaction. You never know. Number four, invite your audience to participate. Honestly, people love to feel like they're a part of something. And do you know what else they love? A little control now and then. And so, you know, not me, never. Um, (laughs) But let them have some, let them participate, let them have some control in the next product launch or, or a feeling of control, right? Invite them to help you create the next launch, get their opinions on this or that, send surveys, take polls, talk to your people. I am always amazed whenever I work with nonprofits, like in a volunteer capacity, I don't take nonprofits as clients, um, but In a volunteer capacity, I'm always amazed at the people who are sitting in a boardroom or on a board, maybe it's a virtual room, making decisions about another group of people that are not part of the conversation. Invite your target audience into the conversation and see how that changes things for you. When you can be in a constant dialogue with them. Now, this doesn't mean you have to listen to everything they're saying. It doesn't mean that you have to take every idea to heart. But it does mean that you value their opinion, you value their input, and most importantly, from a marketing perspective, you value that relationship enough 
to ask them what they think or to ask them to help you or to ask for their input, right? Like what is what that's showing to your audience is like that you see them. You see them as individuals and human beings. And that connection, that relationship building, that is what's so important in marketing. Number five, brand collaborations. Honestly, is there a more fun way to promote your business and connect with other people and your audience? I don't think so. So brand collabs are so fun because you get to share the process with another brand. You get access to their audience and give them access to yours. And this becomes a win-win-win for everyone. It's a win for you, a win for the other business, and a win for the audiences involved as long as everyone's values are aligned. So if you're going to enter into brand partnerships, I highly suggest you make sure that the brand values are aligned. So do your research, have those conversations prior to agreeing to participate in a giveaway or a challenge or a joint workshop or whatever. Just make sure everyone's on the same page. All right, so marketing your business doesn't have to be a snooze fest. It doesn't all have to take place on social media and you can get creative with it. So get offline, get off social media, tap into the networks that you're already a part of, like my alumni network, like my local marketing network, right? My local small business network, all of these things um, and just have fun with it. See where it leads. And the point is with these things um, to... Honestly, just stay open to the opportunities that they could lead to. They could be opportunities for more opportunities, opportunities for new connections, opportunities for new clients. You just never know. Um, so have fun with it. Send me a DM. Let me know You know what your biggest takeaway or if you try any of these things, let me know how it goes. Thank you so much for listening and I will be back with you next week. We have a few three actually guest interviews coming up. I think you're going to love all three of them. They're all very different and very, very valuable in their own right. So I look forward to sharing those with you. So you won't hear from me directly for another few weeks, but I will be back with some solo episodes. Okay. We'll talk soon. Hey friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you loved what you heard today, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your community on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Marketing Uninhibited so I can share you with my community. And don't forget that you can achieve your big business dreams with small marketing steps. Talk to you next week.